what happened to NFAC? Who is Locks and Loaded Firearms Review? And what was his, I guess, role slash mission in that organization? Is it a militia? Is it not? Um, but even beyond that, who is Locks and Loaded as a person? Like, who, who is he on the inside? I, I'm curious about all these things. I hope you are. Thank you for tuning in to Costa Conversations. I'm super excited because we have the one and only Locks and Loaded Firearms Reviews with us today. We're about to introduce him. But before we do that, if you're listening on the YouTube side, go ahead and make sure you're subscribed. Share this out to a few different people because we want to make sure that it's reaching people uh, with great conversations, great stories, great um, people. But in a very consumable format via podcast. If you are listening on audio, go ahead and subscribe uh, on the YouTube side. And of course, share this out to all your friends. Thank you so much. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. My man, Thomas, how are you, brother? What's up? Hey, hey. How you doing? thanks for tuning in with me, man, or tapping in. Um, obviously, you're you're kind of a you're kind of an interesting dude. You've done a few things um, between, you know, the big thing that you know everybody kind of recognizes, which is like you know you you rocked with Infact for a bit before it kind of seemingly has kind of disappeared or dissolved or separated into different. I, I mean, I don't know. You could probably explain it better better than that. But also beyond that, you're you're a YouTuber. Um, you're a big figure in the black firearms space. And also, um, you've done a lot to, I think, educate people in the, in the training space beyond just firearms, been into kind of the holistic thing where it's like, how do you actually survive past, you know, your first little scuffle? Like what, what happens when you actually have to get some water, you know, should you get a life straw? Can you filter through a bottle of water with some carbon and some, some different stuff? Like what, what do you do? And I found that to be uh, exciting, um, or interesting rather. So, um, let's, let's talk about you a little bit. Let's, let's start at the beginning. Cause I think people will be interested in hearing that, um, regarding, in fact, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that the whole time, but regarding, in fact, what was your, how did you get started in that? Like, what was your, what was your role? Uh, I, I ain't gonna, no, sure. Cause I just, Another guy, that's about it. Just someone who did try to do his best. So um, that offered something I could help, and I just came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that's understandable. And I think it's like, hey, you know, if you find a, a mission that you want to kind of be a part of, you think it's helpful. Um, for those who are, like, completely like, oh, in fact, what, what is in fact? I mean, I have no idea what that is because there's a bunch of different people who listen. Can you kind of explain that in maybe like 60 yeah. seconds or less? What is NFAC? What was the mission? What was the goal? Uh, what did you guys end up doing? Uh, again, like I said, I was just a guy, so I don't want to give a whole spiel. But basically, you know, we just got tired of us not being represented rightly. Again, with uh, what happened with Ahmaud Aubrey had not, in fact, gone out there and did their display it would have been swept on the rug. Same with Breonna Taylor's case. And so what we did was basically bring awareness to um, the injustice that was going on that was trying to be hidden. And so 
when they see a bunch of black people outside with guns, you can't hide that. And so just in short, that's basically what we were. It was a response from the black community, non response from the black community. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you, you said, Hey, you're just a guy. You're not, you didn't run the whole thing. Um, there's, no. uh, some controversy with, you know, the leader who ended up, somebody would say unjustly, um, being accused of well, that's every whole, black leader like name yeah. one black leader that hasn't had controversy so again they yeah. talk about martin luther king they talk about malcolm x they talk about rosa park they talk about all our black leaders so yeah again, rosa, rosa, the rosa you know. park one is kind of weird and it, it is interesting how you you have like mlk who um wasn't exactly loved at the end of his life then all of a sudden during my childhood he was the most beloved figure oh my gosh like He's like, there's MLK and then there's Malcolm X. And we don't talk right, about that. Right, again, he had guns. He became beloved after they killed him. Right. Like the whole time he was alive, they was hating on him. But again, you know, you know how they do us. So, Yeah, I, I do think that clearly it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to know that the history of black people in America is long and dirty and just filled with all sorts of scum and, uh, crimes against humanity like it I, we could go on you know list of all the different crimes exactly but that would that would get kind of boring for those who are you know tuning in and listening and maybe want to hear a little bit more about you and the skills that you have and kind of your mission beyond just helping out at NFAC because you you have some really cool skills like and I know I know guys who know you and they, they love you Absolutely. like you're not some spooky figure um but to to the uninitiated Somebody might be like, oh, I don't know. Like, and it was like, well, until you say like, hey, you know, I, I served in the military. Like, what, what branch did you serve in? Sorry, I think we Navy. got a little bit of lag. You said you were in the Navy? Mm. And and what, what'd you do in the Navy that, that gave you the skills that yeah, you have today? Or did you, did you pick it up? What was that? I said again. I must not have heard that. I was saying, what what you do in the Navy that kind of gave you some of the skills that you you have today that you share with people around you? That's the funny thing. In the Navy, I honestly really didn't do much tactical because again, yeah. my job was aviation mate, so I was launching jets. But I went TAD to our ship security team, so that's where you know I finally got this chance to shoot you know, an M sixteen, um, the shotguns, and they did like. I hate to really call it like tactical training because it was like so basic and mm. and you know entry level that if you really tried it you probably just get yourself hurt. But you know they showed us like room clearing. You know um, we got OC'd. They showed us a little, little hand to hand technique. So it was like a good like hey I like this you know and so that kind of helped me I guess that this is like what this is and so ever since then I just been growing from there. Yeah, for sure. Not just so you know, I think there's a, a little bit of lag in the internet. I don't know if there's like a plugin that we can hit to kind of clear some of that up. But um, what would you say uh, beyond beyond your time in the Navy and some of the the, and the basic stuff that they taught you guys? What would you say is the most important skill that you've mm -hmm. developed that most people should probably go ahead and look into, whether it's with you or with literally anybody else who can actually teach it well. Are you talking about when, like, 
the first thing when they get into firearms? Whether it's firearms or survival, because you, you do more than guns. Like you, most people, if they've been following you a while, they they know that you you're kind of a little bit of a survivalist. I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, I, that was something I had to grow into. When I first started, again, I was just shooting just whatever I could. I thought it was interesting, and then and from there, I kind of started venturing into. I mean, I got all these guns, but what am I going to do for this aspect? When I started looking at how can I make each weapon I have, um, because, you know, each gun is a tool, and you yourself is a weapon. So how is all these tools going to help enhance the weapon, which is yourself? No, that's a... Uh, so that's kind of how I started changing from just having, oh, any kind of gun to, okay, right, the survival aspect. Okay. Now... One thing I, I, I've seen you do, you you go on these rants, right, um, from time to time, and you kind of tear up these these <sighs> these notions that, especially people who are either new or like way too old in the gun community, kind of like stick to. Uh, what 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 are some of those those famous rants? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember one like that that kind of sticks out, but I'm somehow I'm blanking. What was the last one you did? And it's always like How in a car or something like that. <laughs> You're always like in a in a car or like walking in the park or something like that. And it's just just it just and it flows. Like it it just works. And I think that's that's almost where you shine the most. It's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna share what I'm mean what I say, say what I mean, I'm gonna share. Well what what's the last thing you did a rant about? Um, I think the last thing I did rant about is about three guns everybody should have. Uh -huh. And, you know, a pistol, some type of rifle that was uh, accurate up to 300 meters. Um, and then one that's accurate up to 600 meters. So you think take like a Glock 19, mm -hmm. uh, let's say like I have 11.5 AR-15, and then let's do a uh, 308 of some sort. Something to help you get out the distance. So once you get those three guns, because you got to look at what was the Second Amendment originally written for. It wasn't for, you know, just going to the range, having fun, even though that's cool and all. Uh, it's yeah, not, that is, that that is important. Important. right. It was for a, a defense mechanism uh, or plan against a tyrannical government, whether it be foreign or domestic. And so when you buy these guns, you, you got to look at, okay, filling that role first. Then after that, once I get that, then you can move on to other, you know, uh, I won't say fun guns, but other guns of different purpose. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that's, you articulated that so well, like guns of a different purpose, because I mean, people are like, well, what do you need a, a Mark IV, uh, a Ruger Mark IV for, which is a twenty-two handgun, super nice suppressed. You know, it's kind of a, maybe a little bit too expensive for some people, but it's like, well, you know, it's, it's nice for a different purpose. It's different purpose. Exactly. And somebody like, um, um, some some guys would be like, oh, that's a good varmint gun. You know, it's, it's something you got to shoot and you can. Um, and so. Somebody exactly. might somebody you might get upset. You take it out. You guys do. Yeah, no, but you know, somebody might get upset that you said something oh. like Glock nineteen. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, do you do you believe in that platform, or are you are you just like, yeah, you know, it does. It does yeah, I'm a I'm a Glock fanboy. Yeah, I'm a Glock fanboy. Uh, Glock and CZ, those are my two go tos. Which is but that doesn't those mean are... those are the only good guns. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because those are those are kind of 
they're not so different because they they all kind of do the same thing like handguns they shoot they cycle <laughs> they they do what they're supposed to do you know obviously you get into like high point that's like blowback operator you know whatever is there's the difference is there but um mm-hmm. i know for myself it kind of doesn't matter what the gun is like can i shoot it does it try to escape my hand when i'm shooting it or does it you know does it function well with you know after 50 to 100 rounds can i can i operate it as well as the last one maybe maybe not just kind of depends i don't know where, where are you with that with trying different guns and carrying different guns um I'm all for, like, again, if you're trying to find something that fits you, because, again, just because I like Glock and CZ doesn't mean you have to. No, you might like SIG. You might like Springfield. It's the fact that, like I said, you are the weapon, and these guns are a tool. And that tool can either enhance the weapon or hinder the weapon. And so that's really up to the individual to find out that answer. Does this tool help enhance me, yes or no? And so you're really only going to know that by getting out, practicing, and, you know, and guns. Like I did to find out I like Glock. Was when I was in the Navy, I would actually go to the gun range and rent these different guns in the booth they had. This is just to try to see how I like a 1911, the SIG 226, um, a Glock 19, just whatever gun they had. And then eventually I came to find out I like this gun. Actually, you know, I shot it. I tried it. I like, you know, again. You know, it's like test driving a car. You don't just buy a car. You test drive it. You make sure you like it before you buy it. Or at least you should. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what. Recently, I got a chance to go to, and I literally just got back last night, um, a Second Amendment slash um, gun industry event called GunCon. Super fun. We had a great time. First day was like a VIP uh, day for like the quote unquote influencers, like kind of what we do and it was neat because you get to go out there with some of these brands that are trying you know showing off new guns showing off guns you 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 can't get your hands on because you know this is a fully automatic fully automatic mag fed shotgun from john wick four and it runs like a dream and oh yeah i know it doesn't even yeah. Exactly. You feel like a, like a celebrity going to those shooter and shoes like, oh I can shoot stuff and certain people can't. Like, right. Okay. And it's it's cool. And you know, obviously there's there's stuff like Pew Party where you as a just a regular person you can pay money and go and try some stuff that, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I can try a you know, MP seven? Like what? How? <laughs> you know? Or I can try this no, Desert Eagle, it's full auto. You're right. It's like you're gonna let that guy stand up and shoot the fifty? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Just no one get hurt, okay? Like, um, but kind of, kind of beyond that, it's cool because you really get to try different guns. And sometimes it's not like the craziest gun. Sometimes it's like, oh, um, Canik is here, and you know, I've, I've heard people complaining about this gun. Let me try it for myself because I don't, I don't have one. My range doesn't have one. Let me go try it for myself. And it's like, oh, the, the new steel frame is here. Or you go over to the Walther, not the the HK booth, and you know you hear uh, Daniel Accord complaining about the uh, the VP9, and you try it out for yourself, and you're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a little different, but it's not bad. Like if I had to have this as my only gun and train with it, I wouldn't be at some serious disadvantage, not not from what I could tell. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I, like like what you said, I'm telling this story to say, like I recommend it, like go out and try different guns because people will, you know talk about guns and tell you that this gun's terrible and this gun's trash and they don't like this gun and this gun is horrible because somebody who works at the company is trash and 
go try the gun. Like, and if you if you get the same you know uh, uh, data from your time with the gun as their feedback, right, you got to find what you like. Exactly. Um, kind of going back to to you, um, and I want to address this just before we kind of move off the subject entirely. Your time with NFAT came to an end eventually. When was that? Are, are you able to say? Uh, I didn't say anything ended. Uh, just because it went quiet don't mean... Yeah, but, you know what? Yeah. That, that's a <laughs> presumption. I'll say this. In my mind, because of some of the, the last things the... Um, I don't know if he's considered like the former head, um, Grandmaster Jay, um, known as Grandmaster Jay, said in in a in an interview that I listened to. He's like, yeah, it kind of kind of splintered off a little bit. Like, not it's not the whole unified thing. And maybe maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm not part of the organization. You maybe know. Better I would than just me. say it's better to keep certain things quiet because everything doesn't need to be out and so public. You don't necessarily. Like want cameras everywhere you you go, you know, because I I didn't like that, we didn't like that, and so I think it's best to keep certain things quiet, the way they are. Yeah, and in fact, coming up on this interview where you know people know like, oh yeah, I think that guy used to be part of that organ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like you said, maybe you are, maybe you're still with them. You know, you didn't you didn't confirm or deny it. So you know, I don't think we're breaking any exactly. news today. I can, I can either confirm or deny what's going on. I just say, you know, if you know, you know. So. Um, some people had kind of a, um, and obviously this isn't your fault, but some people had a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth from the organization. And I think that bad taste is not including some of the, some of the more public um, incidents that, you know, were unfortunate, such as some like, you know, little issues that came up here or there. But I actually had a guy who was in my DMs and he was like, man, you know, it's a crazy thing is I asked this lady like, Hey, uh, what's this organization? What's the org about? Like, is it a militia? Is it not? Like what, what do you guys do? And she called him a coon and basically told him to come find out. And I was like, why? Like, what did you say something weird? And he was like, no, which, you know, he could be lying. Who knows? But like, they, that, they've done that with every black leader and every black organization. So it's like, again, if you want to do something positive for your own people, you, you just got to expect there's going to be dirt on your name for any and everything you do. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things you just got. It happens. Yeah. You know, everyone's not going to like it. But like I said, ain't no one else came out yet and did anything better. So. Yeah. Again, like I said, black community is waiting for everyone who had a better idea, who had a better militia, you know, we waiting. No, I don't see nothing. So, so w- would you call, in fact, a militia, or would you would you call it something else entirely? Of course, it was. We even said it ourselves, the black militia. We wasn't. We ain't a gang. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. Some somebody uh, at one point in time um, didn't want to call it that like I, I saw somebody talking about it and they were like oh you know and they were kind of like nebulous about the, the the phrase and i was like that's weird like either it is or it's not and i think in america even amongst like liberal americans the term militia is like kind of a, a dirty word like if you say like oh yeah i'm 
I'm thinking about a militia or you are the militia, as like Coleon would say or something like that. People get kind of like certain people who are outside of the firearm space get kind of weird. And they think that you're some sort of like anti-government group, um, which if you're not for the government or, or you are, you're not. I mean, there's plenty of political parties that would uh, agree with that. But let's let's kind of move away from this topic unless somebody in the in the comments really has a question specifically for you on this. And, you know, I'll present it if you want to answer it. You can or you, or you can't. How, what's that? Oh, I didn't know there's comments. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's some comments coming through. Uh, mostly people just excited to see you on here, man. Like, apparently you're some, some okay, sort of black, celebrity. Yeah, black gun owner. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Jeffrey Howell you know, coming through. Uh, what's up, Jeffrey in here? Okay, what's up, Jeffrey? Yeah, apparently you got a little little bit of a following. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been doing this for over six years, which, you know... I look back and like, dang, that's I've been doing this YouTube thing long that I was in the military. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people think that if you are pro black or or part of something that's pro black, you are specifically anti white. Which I've seen some people who who do operate in that in that mind space. But for you, actually, you know, a few years ago, maybe like one or two years ago, I actually saw you out training with some dudes who were not black. They were, they were white and they were teaching you some, some, I think invaluable skills where you guys were sharpening each other. Um, that's public knowledge. It's not something I don't, I don't think you've hit mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's on my YouTube for a reason. Right. And I'm just like, you know, that's, that's, that's cool. I, I can appreciate like, even if, if, even if you're trying to fight against say some sort of injustice, which might paint you as like some, like, just like, a um, how, what what does the Wikipedia say about like in fact like black nationalist anti something something something? Um, it, it's funny you how just, you're always labeled as something anti or something negative when you stand up for yourself, isn't it? I, I think so. Like if you if, I, if we came out and told black people to lay down, don't fight back, you know, just let them do whatever. It's funny how they, we would have been celebrated more. Well, isn't isn't that what happened yeah. to MLK? Where at first, you know, the kind of, the, the the messaging was like, "Hey, like no matter what happens, like don't fight back when we're demonstrating as, as like a strategy." And it's been recorded that towards the end of his life, which was cut short, tremendously short, uh, intentionally, obviously, um, that his his sentiments were kind of changing. Even he went to go pick up um, a concealed carry permit, which was denied according to you know, mm -hmm. the history books. And once that kind of started happening, then they were like, ah, I'm okay. He, he's too much like, uh, you know, Malcolm and, and some of the other leaders. Um, go ahead. Think, think there's oh, one, a little bit delay. Something just came on the screen. Okay. Um, but yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine that if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X teamed up and started speaking on arming the black community? They can't have that. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I kind of wonder, like, what is what what is the big concern? Because I actually some something that I've noticed recently and I, I was sitting down um, two days ago at GunCon and I was I was sitting down with two prominent 
um, YouTubers, and we were, it actually came up. The conversation came up. It's like, hey, what? Why? Why is it that any black YouTuber who is actually sharing good information or presenting the Second Amendment or or gun ownership um, for black people in a, in a positive way, like really trying to like teach good stuff or show equipment that actually works, that they get shadow banned into the ground. Like their videos will not get the traction that it probably could. But, I, I know but, the, but the alternative, the alternative guys who really don't have really any knowledge, they're sharing bad information, they're doing things that are dangerous and illegal or look dangerous and illegal, which, you know, that's subjective and people will, will think what they will about me even saying that. Um, those videos go bananas. Like, it's kind of scary. Like, how does this video have over, you know, 60,000 comments, you know, over 100,000 likes and over a million views and literally you're, you're just shooting into a populated area with like what what's happening yeah uh so the thing i had to tell myself about that is that social media like youtube instagram is meant is a simple-minded wavelength and so only simple-minded thought I'm not saying people are simple-minded but only like a simple-minded thought is going to pick up on that and so when you're trying to put something that's deeper than simple-minded they're not going to necessarily pick up on it because, again, social media is you no know, quick, you no know, five second clip, 10 second clips, 30 second clips. So people are more ingrained to just see quick, you know, ha ha, that's funny. I didn't have to really do too much thinking about it. You know, what I see is what I get. And then they just go from there. But when you're trying to really talk to them and educate, now they got to stop, think about this, think about that. And it takes a lot more time and effort uh for you know me to do and for that other person who's receiving the information to do um that just social media isn't necessarily built for yeah because um, again like you look at youtube what is the most dominating um way to make your video get out there to a lot of people youtube shorts yeah. right less than a minute real quick you know people see it uh okay cool guys doing something crazy they make a quick comment and then they're on with their day and so that's how someone gets 60,000 comments because it's real quick, mm -hmm. real simple minded. Ha ha ha. Oh, that guy's a dumbass. Or oh, that was funny. And then, yeah. bam, they're on to the next. You know, you're, so, you're, you're, you're right. It doesn't take much for some mm -hmm. of those videos, especially in the short form um, format, to just go completely viral. And the comment section is lighting up from guys and gals who are, who are yeah, I see really that. Good, <laughs> really good uh, uh, um, commentary on. Um, you know, reps who just recently kind of hopped on the, uh, hopped on the train over on the Armed Atlas YouTube channel where I do more firearms related stuff and came over here for the conversations because, you know, reps is awesome and I appreciate you being here and said, ah, yes, America seems to love um, nonviolent black men so they can be martyrs, which is which is not wrong. But my, my question is, is it is it that they dislike violent black men or do they dislike men who are capable of violence if it's that completely part, required? The, the second part. They're, they're afraid of men who are capable of putting their foot up somebody's ass. And so that's why I feel like Martin Luther King's message was pushed more than Malcolm X. Malcolm X's message was more of a fight. Stand your ground, pick up a gun. But Martin Luther King's message was more of peace. You know, accept people, don't fight back. And so that message of nonviolence, I feel like was allowed to spread more than Malcolm X's message of 
you know, uh, you know, just being violent if violence is brought upon you. So that's why I feel. That's how I feel, to be honest. You know, I if mean, you're pre- preaching something that makes people weak and tells them to stay within the system, not to fight back and keeps things going the way they are, your message is going to get pushed. Yeah. Like, look at, like, like if I was a rapper, if I was out here talking about killing, killing niggas or in disrespecting black women, hoes and bitches and all that, shoot up the block. I don't care. No, I got a Glock with a switch. My music is going through the roof. But if I sit here and educate somebody on the history of black people, like, like KRS-One or Nas, like, my music ain't going nowhere. So you, that's, that's just unfortunately how they got the system rigged. And that's what they want. They want simple-minded and people who won't fight back. Because yeah. again, they just tell you thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really unfortunate. And I think I think that's when I when I see like the history of gun control, where it went from you know the slave well Native Americans and the slave codes because they you know any basically oppositional force they wanted to make sure that they were completely disarmed. Mm-hmm. You know, salting salting the earth. You know, like. <laughs> completely removing you from society and then it went into you know the jim crow laws and you know saturday night specials and um you know up in new jersey where the surplus uh, rifles became banned because there was it was suspected that maybe some black people got their hands on some and they couldn't find them so because you lost them now it's illegal okay whatever um yeah. and then even going into the inner cities where a lot of inner cities unfortunately have uh, an unfortunately high population um, of underprivileged slash uh, below the poverty line black people, and they have the craziest gun laws, just the craziest gun laws. And you might say, "Oh, well, you know, it's because they run by you know quote unquote liberal leaders who are completely anti-gun," or somebody somebody else might say, "Like, well, it's something else." And somebody brought up to me recently. They said, like, hey, you know, they didn't really care about AR pistols until young black men started adopting them into the list of guns that they liked. And now it's kind of an easy target. You present a picture of some sort of robbery and one of the one of the kids who happens to be black has an AR pistol. And now uh, you can present that to Congress and be like, hey, listen, man, if you want to protect, you know, the little girls in the street. You gotta gotta get rid of it. And it's like, well, I you know I, I am pro two A and I'm I'm a two A absolutist, except when it comes to these things. And I'm, I'm not trying to play the victim here. Like that's never the point. But mm-hmm. I do want to highlight when I'm seeing like inconsistencies in in people that say that they're for a thing. You know, so mm-hmm. that's yeah, just me. You're just, right. You're right. My mind is just flying. So step in and stop me if if you if you want to say something. Sorry. No, you you was right. Um... Because, again, you know, like, one of the things I feel like people need to understand is, like, the notion of, like, you know, how they think the police are there to solve or stop all crime. If the police honestly stopped and solved all crime, they would lose their jobs. Like, that's how the police get millions of dollars every year to fund their departments is by saying, oh, the crime is so high. The people out here have automatic weapons, so we need armored vehicles and body armor and sniper rifles and helicopters. And so if we went out and solved, if they went out and solved all that stuff, then they will lose all that. And now they're back out there with the revolvers and billy clubs because there hasn't been a shooting in 10 years because they solved all the crime. They're not trying to do that. 
I mean, you look at not. Europe right now where they, you know, I'm, and I'm not asking for anyone to just go through and ban all guns. That, that's stupid. And I'm not for that. And I would say, don't it's comply. Not, it's not possible. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. <laughs> and they still There's have so guns in guns Europe. Out there, like, <laughs> and they still, they still do have guns in, in, so. in much of Europe and even in like England and whatnot. It's just maybe you don't see them as much. And guess what? Guess what? Those who can't get their hands on guns, what what do they have? They have knives, as as you know. Knives. But you know what's you know what's almost worse than a knife? Somebody coming up with a bottle of acid or a cup of acid and just throwing it in your face. And they do that. They do yeah. that too, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Like, right? Because like, people are gonna be violent regardless. Like you can't stop people from violent being violent. Like I I don't go too much into the Bible, but Cain and Abel, literally mm-hmm. two brothers, just two of them, and they still killed kill one of them like people are just going to be violent and yeah. and so removing removing their their access to self-defense or some being able to stop that violence isn't going to stop violence yeah you know it is like how they say like with the sheep is like you know like you know if the wolves out there killing sheep and the sheep just say hey, if we stay here let the wolves keep killing us maybe they go away no the wolves mm-hmm. are just going to stay there and just kill y'all one by one by one until you're all gone Right, and so it's, and uh, it's you know, like, man, let's let's take let's take yeah. our teeth out because some some wolf came through. Let's let's all remove our teeth. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the uh, the old sayings, which is which is crazy to me. Like the idea, because I for me, I've I've worked in security before, and obviously you're a you know long time you know in and out of the security game uh, with even way more experience than myself, and the idea that you would say. You know, because there could be the potential for danger, we're just going to remove everybody's right to in, in really the best tools that they have to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I can't get with that. Like, <laughs> even if it would make my job a little bit easier, like, no, mm-hmm. like, who am I to say what you can and can't do? You're an adult. If you're a child, that's one thing. But you're an adult. You can vote. You can die in the military. You can um, <laughs> basically you were treated as an adult legally in every way shape and form until it's time to like rent a car and buy alcohol until you're like 21 okay whatever but that's an interesting isn't, isn't like something to think about like at 18 if you're a civilian that says no you can't have this gun or that gun that gun but if you say at 18 i want to go into the military which basically helps you the politician because the military is a bargaining piece for you basically if i say if i can be a bargaining piece for you mr politician then not only will you give me pistols and rifles, but you'll give me gunships, you'll give me attack helicopters, you'll give me tanks, armored vehicles, machine guns, rocket launchers, you'll give me all that at 18. But as if I say, no, I don't want to be part of your bargaining piece, now it's all of a sudden I'm restricted to just, you know, rifles, whatnot. Or not, maybe in some places, no, no gun at all. You have to be 21 to buy a rifle or a pistol. So even at 18, you can't buy a jack. And so it's just one of those things that always just stuck in my mind is how, you know, if you're doing what they want, you know, you can have access to these things real quickly. But if you're not, they restrict your access. You know, even beyond, um, even beyond just like the, 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 the military aspect, it is really interesting. And I don't know if you have many thoughts on this particular issue before we go to uh, a commercial break, but you know, 50 years ago, we really didn't have 
this kind of just straight up nonsense that we're having now where, you know, across the landscape, you, you, you're seeing people really push for like, hey, let's get rid of all the guns because, you know, there's crazy kids out here like hurting people. And it's not just kids, really, it's, it's adults. I mean, recently and you know, not too far from me, uh, a 30 plus year old killed a bunch of people at a, a strip mall, which I've been to that strip mall like three, four times. Like my, my boy was about to go there later that night. And I, I, I do think there's something going on where, and, you know, there's, there's so many ways to try to break it down and just kind of like say like, oh, it's this thing. It's not just one thing, you know, but um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on kind of the, the shift like society wise, because yeah, there was a point where you could you could go buy a machine gun. In fact, you could have it shipped to your house. Mm-hmm. What's what's changed outside of outside of specifically like the black community? Or even even within the black community, what's changed? Uh, the mindset, to be honest, a lot of things that was ex- that would not be acceptable back in the day is acceptable now, and I feel like oh, that's like if you look at the movies back in the day, like they didn't have such graphic violence uh, that that you see in today's movies. Um, you know, people say like video games. Yeah, I get you know video games can be violent, but if if people like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's just it's just how society thinks nowadays. It's just a very individualistic uh, thinking. The word people will, if they have to, they will step on somebody else, whether they be old, young, black, white, their own brother, their own family, to get to this this place in their mind where they need to be or something. So it's just very individualistic thinking where nobody cares about other people and everyone's just out to get what they want and they need. So it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that shouldn't have been allowed, is allowed nowadays. Um, you know, we can't really even talk about it because then you're going to be offending this group. You know, you gotta, we gotta accept this over here. We gotta accept that over here. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's easy to kind of stand against a certain certain group or certain people or certain ideas that maybe aren't super productive if we're trying to build a certain type of society like if we're really trying to like stick to certain codes and values that we that have been maybe historically proven to work uh, over time mm-hmm. anyways um it's easy to try to come against that kind of thing and be like oh i hate this or these people are are the problem or or you know uh, you could try to even say like oh the target uh store thing or some you know the the month of june or you know you can say all that but beyond coming against a thing and maybe somebody will disagree with me and that's that's fine you can do that i think we need to stand up for a thing beyond just coming against other things you can say i'm going to stand up for positive masculine role models for black children for for children in my in my sphere of influence whether they're white latino or whatever like i I don't actually care like whoever's in your sphere stand up for those children and and be there for them because you know for kids love is spelled t-i-m-e like you you have to be there and you have to spend time and i don't do a great job of that although i you know i could do i'll I'll say this i could do better i know i do a good job i can do better for even my own children I've, i've got two beautiful little girls and I could do I could do just a little bit better. Um, I don't know if you, I don't I don't remember if you have any kids, but that's um, no, I just got a bunch of guns. <laughs> right, <laughs> a gun parent. Um, but beyond, 
I, I think when we're not doing certain things to promote positive and somebody said, it seems like mental illness to me, um, probably talking about like a ton of other things. And, but oh. I, I think it's super important to foster relationships and foster, um, um, just like kind of like a, a standard of well being. like, Hey, let's, let's get outside. Let's touch some grass. Let's go, <laughs> let's go to the park. Let's just go on a walk. I feel like I'm, I've been inside all day just watching TV and movies and just working, working from home or whatever you're doing. Why don't you, why don't you go sit out on your porch and just you know, put your phone down for like five minutes, read a book, you know, exercise your brain cells <laughs> while soaking up some right. vitamin D. And just, I'm just going to put this out there for my, my black listeners. You need vitamin D more than anybody else. It's uh, all right. Go, go fishing. Go fishing. You'll get plenty of vitamin D. I was just out there fishing. Yep. And so yeah. I, I I highly recommend it. Just do things that are uh, positive for your mental health. And if you are really, really struggling, there are organizations out there who will try to step in and help you. But um, reach out to them if you feel like you don't have the community necessary to address those things uh, in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's big. So we're going to go to a quick, uh, quick break because I want to talk about um, a partner of what we do here on uh, Armed Atlas and Costly Conversations, which is Obsidian Tactics. I want to talk, to talk about them for a few minutes. Obsidian Tactics, uh, based out of Houston, will ship whatever, basically whatever you need to your house outside of uh, restricted items because, you know, they can't do that yet. But um, if you're looking for gear, if you're looking for supplies, whether it's medical, whether it's for your pew-pews or what, what, whatever you need, use your imagination. Go ahead type in obsidiantactics.com, whether it's after the show or in, an, in another tab, so you don't like leave what we're doing here, because I think what we're doing is important. And just peruse the catalog, see if there's something you need. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put the link in the live feed, because I think, you know, um, you should be able to find that. Use the code armedatlas, because it gets you free shipping. A lot of people are like, well, you know, I go to Amazon because it's got free, fast shipping. Well, guess what? I recognize that. And I said, hey, bro, um, to the owner, can we make sure that these people have free, fast shipping? Because UPS is a harlot and uh, I don't have time for her. Like, let's get them fast shipping and make it free. And so we code uh, armedatlas will get you free shipping on obsidiantactics.com. All right, let's get back to the show. And uh, for those who are listening afterwards, it's going to be in the description, you know, links to be able to hop into that. And uh, yeah. So locks and loaded. Thomas, what, what do you go by? What do, what do people call you? Locks? What, what do they call you? Locks. Locks. People don't really know my name. So. Well, <laughs> dude, that's, that's crazy because it's like on your on your page. <laughs> there you go. So locks. So um, let's talk about firearms training because my guy undead prophet if y'all aren't following him on instagram he's pretty cool he's kind of a nerd but i love him for that like he's like a real gun geek right Um, you you, you need need somebody who'll go the extra mile sometimes exactly and but that isn't that the point like you need people who will like lock in and and have more like mental stamina than than you or or the next person to like help you he put out this really fun video the other day where he was just like kind of customizing his mags so he can kind of um really be able to to id his bullets a little bit easier and i was just like yo that's that's neat some people had a problem with it but whatever 
Um, okay, so sorry guys, I think the link is actually broken, so we're, we'll fix that link. I apologize, but um, going back into your firearms training, I know you, you've worked with some some awesome young dudes, and I don't know if they're all young, but what's um what are you, what are you doing with training these days? Are you training people? Are you are you just trying to training with your boys, or what, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm actually in our office now. Um, it's on the door; you can't really see. But this is our training office, so KMA Accessories, Jacksonville, Florida. So it's me, uh, Undead Prophet, which is Eric. Uh, you got uh, the Tactical Savages, which is Chris, and Alto, uh, the head guy, the manager. And so it's the four of us, all brothers. And so, yes, we do rifle, pistol, shotguns, uh, CCW classes, uh, gun cleaning, uh, all, all whole, a whole gamut of things. Uh, just whatever we can, we feel like that will help out the community and help out people uh, with their firearms journey. You know, we try to offer them. Where where do you meet them so in their firearms journey? To, uh, say again. I said, where do where do you meet them in that in that journey? Like you know, the early beginners, or are you like, hey, after you've taken that first all, course, all kinds, all kinds, We do get a lot of. Uh, we get all kinds. Like I said, like. My favorite ones are the ones who've never shot before. Like, if this is your first time shooting a gun, I love those kinds. Uh, because they're always, like, so afraid, so scared, and so nervous. And then, like, by the end of the class, like, it's, shooting a gun is, like, one of their favorite things ever. And so I always love you know, teaching first-time shooters. But it's also uh, nice uh, teaching sometimes uh, the experienced guys. Like, like me and experience, that means, like, people, like, you kind of already know how to you know, put a rifle on their shoulder, put the red dot on target, fire around, bang, you know, reload, clear a quick malfunction. Like those type of guys, the people who are proficient, uh, because I don't have to worry so much about training or making sure you don't, you know, turn around and point your muzzle at me. Um, so we can do more um, exotic things. So that's when you see us do the short bus uh, actual. Uh, that's, you know, that's, uh, uh, what was that called? Uh, uh, I forgot what I was calling it, but, um, you know, it's basically me, Eric, and a whole bunch of us, all different kinds of guys, you know, not just black people, but that's basically where we get a lot of the knowledge I've learned over the years from short bus, um, because we have a lot of people, you know, former military, or they might be uh, law enforcement or security, or just practice a lot. So we have a lot of knowledge. And so that's where you see us do like the long range shooting out to six, seven, hundred yards, or we'll be shooting long range at targets we have in the bush, while at the same time we have an entry team going to the shoot house, doing CQB, shooting targets. They grab the package, they exfil, we lay down fire, and we leave from there. So, you know, just fun stuff. <laughs> now, how would you say um, people can like, I'm not saying like, oh, how can people find you so we can end the podcast? I don't want to end it just yet. I feel like there's some comments in here and some questions. So real quick, guys, if you have questions for locks, fire them in like right now so we can make sure that when it's time to transition to the Q&A, we can do that uh, expeditiously. But um, how can people find you for like training and like getting in there and actually maybe scheduling a course? And uh, is, it, is it expensive? I mean, you got all this knowledge. So it's clearly it's, it can't be cheap. Uh, it, it depends on what you want, you know. Uh, we do try to, you know, you know cater to the market because, again, not everyone's rich. But at the same time, if you want, you know, all this, 
you know, all this isn't going to be, you know, cheap. And so it's not going to be overnight either. So that's um, that. But again, if you're looking to find us, um, you can go on my either my Instagram page or my YouTube page um, or my Facebook page. And I have a link there to the K&A website so you can see the classes we offer. So you can book a class if you're in the market, if you're near or in Jacksonville, Florida, or you don't mind coming down to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, so I appreciate you letting people know. You know, you guys are in Jacksonville, Florida. You know, Florida is really there, there's maybe like three or four. <laughs> there's like three or four states, um, and obviously, you know, Florida is like two states where you have you know Miami, and then you have Florida, and you know that's how people refer to it. <laughs> and then um, you know, there's Texas, Atlanta, and then there's the Pacific uh, Northwest, which is like a region for like guns and stuff. And like there's like certain pockets of the states that are just like, yo, if you want if you want dope gun people to teach you something that you you can't really learn anywhere else, go there. Like Florida's got some some cool cats. I mean, you guys are shooting out pretty far, so I'm, I'm wondering where where do you even go to do that? Because not too many ranges uh, it's, it's allow a, that. It's a private range. Yeah, that's not a public range. That's private land um, that we do that on, and so it's a very it's a blessing, um, you know be able to shoot out there and do the training that we can do um, because again so many people want to be out there doing it and it's just nice knowing that we have access to something like that but isn't that isn't that one of the things and i know i don't want to get too off topic but you find yourself at least in my position like man i have access to this i can go train with these guys i can do this. and it's like man you got to count your blessings sometimes like you have access to some real uh, um, some real shooters and some the ability to actually stretch your legs a little bit and actually shoot. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was talking with an undead prophet yesterday, telling him that we're in a very good position because you no, know, we have the range that we shoot at. You know, we have people that know us like you and everyone else, social media wise, and we also know the two managers of like the two biggest uh, indoor gun ranges in Jacksonville, and we're also tapped in with. Uh, where we do a lot of our training, the only outdoor gun range in Jacksonville. And so we're well known there. And so, you know, when, I was, when we looking at the gun market in Jacksonville, you know, me and Eric, you know, are, you know we're kind of known. So it's, yeah. it's, it's good to be in position. You know? <laughs> it's, it's good to be me, he said. You know, that's, that is right. dope. Um, <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm curious, have you, and some people have, like if you talk to some of the, 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 the top, like elite uh, when I say elite, well-known, popular, even um, respected from like all the major organizations, um, firearms instructors, some of them still run into issues. And I don't, I don't want to complain. Oh, racism, you know, like because that, that does get old after a while to some people. Um, but have you run into issues where you're like, you know, we want to we want to tap in with this um, this range. We want to try to work with this company. But I think maybe they see us and they see baggage or they see us and they might be slow to work with us. Cause I got locks and a beard and you know, they're, they're uncomfortable with that for some reason, for some reason. Oh you know? yeah. Oh yeah. Cause again, like I said, I've been doing this six years. So when I first started, the only real gun channels I saw was Coley on the war, Hank strange. And then, you know, I was doing my little thing, but I was so small. I didn't really count myself. And so definitely over the years, you know, you know, trying to work with different companies, especially during the Infact thing, that was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of companies don't really want to 
It's like they they want to work with black people, but they don't want to work with black people who are pro black, right? They just want the black face. You know, you're just a black guy, and you shoot guns, and you know they want you rocking the American flag all the time and going to this event and promoting their stuff. You, like when black holidays come by, like you keep quiet, like you don't say nothing. Like they want that type of black person who doesn't even really kind of, you know, again, they just, just you know, just does that. And so I, I've noticed that a lot, too. Um, a lot of companies will be like, oh, yeah, they want to work with me. They want to work with me because they hear how I talk, how I shoot, and they know I'm proficient with what I do. But then I always be like, okay, we'll see. Because right? when they see the channel and what I talk about sometimes, um, that don't hear back from them, I'll be like, well. <laughs> hey, you know, you know I, I, I feel like I've seen that from time to time. And so I, I like to have a good mix of like, hey, we're going to talk about this really generic you know, two A subject, what, you know, two A that applies to everybody, not just to not get pigeonholed too hard by, by brands who might take a little bit of, of, of growing to get to a point where they're like, Oh, you know what? You know, he's, and sometimes I, I lead the conversation with that when people are like, Oh, what do you do? It's like, Hey, you know, I actually started my podcast originally pretty much only speaking to black people about the world of firearms and only sharing those experiences. And we opened it up a little bit, but those are the majority of the stories that I want to tell have to do with, you know, the experience across the board, because it's not just a singular black experience in the gun space. Like there's you and then there's, let's say, my guy, um, Scout um, from Scout Concepts, who you guys. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are, are similar in the sense of, oh, you were both in the military for a little bit and then, um, you know, you private security for a bit and you guys have a lot of skills. But you guys are so different, especially even in the way that your 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 firearms careers have gone. Right. And so and then you look at uh, guys like, you know, Corleone Noir, who um, people, unfortunately, I, I think there's been a few people who are like really uh, conscious who are like, you need to speak more on this issue. And because you're not, I'm going to be upset with you. And you need to speak more on this issue. And because you've spoken on this issue and in the way that you have, we're going to completely disown you. And that's that's hard because it's like, man, like a lot of black people for him specifically have gotten into the space and have been able to really find success because because of that. But also there's guys like yourself who are you're finding a lot of success, but also you, you, you notice at any time that people like remember like, Oh, and this guy was with NFAC or like, mm, he's got dreads. I don't know that it, it kind of slows down a little bit and you have to be like, mm, was it that? Or were they, did, did they really just get busy and not follow up? Cause uh, I thought we were about this money, you know, let's get the work. Right. Uh, again, one of the things I told myself when I started my channel was that I'm not going to get all the opportunities, all the views, all that, that the other channels are going to get. Because one, of how I look and who I am and what I talk about. And two, because, you know, again, like I said, that simple-minded wavelength. I don't really put simple-minded information out. I don't really put simple-minded videos out. And so a lot of the people, like, who could, no, are, are just not going to get it. You know, it's just going to be like that. Uh, so that's why I got what forty thousand subs, a little over forty thousand subs, and I'm happy for all forty thousand because again, I I'm not sponsored by anybody. I didn't pay for my views. I didn't have to like sell myself out or shake any ass for any views. Like everything was you know organic, you know just hard work that I put in 
and or me or the people I have around me helping me out to get to where I'm at. So I'm happy for my forty thousand, even though like there's other people that's got you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of this. But it's yeah. like the things I got to do to get those. You know, there's a lot of things behind the hidden scenes that you know a lot of people don't see that you yeah. have to do. Um, and it's not always worth it. Just to just to shoot guns. All right, but that, that, that's kind yeah. of a, a a nebulous way to say something. Like, can can we get a little bit more specific, or are you under some sort of non disclosure agreement, and somebody's going to sue the pants off if you, if you say like, well, what, or 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 are you just kind of joshing around a little bit, saying there's things that you got to do. No, like, like, what, like, what are these yeah, things? Like, like for a lot of these bigger companies, like they're going to want their products out there, well known. So they might have make you sign something or have make you say this product is good, even though it's not. You know, they'll say, we'll give you X amount of money just to promote this product. And a lot of big gun channels back in the day got in trouble for that, that taking money for reviews, saying certain things are good when they're not, you know, but that's how, you know, they got that money. And one looks at the money, like, oh, how do you get all this money for all these guns? Well, part of that is saying things that you shouldn't be saying or don't want to say, but, you know, you're after the money, this is what you got to say. You know, there's people who's got to make certain products look good. Even though it's not, there's certain people who can't try other products because they sign a contract. Oh yeah, uh, let's hypothetically say, oh, Sig Sawyer is going to send me all their guns and products, but now you can't shoot anything else. And if you do, they're going to sue you. And so now, now you're kind of like handcuffed. Now you've handcuffed yourself trying to chase the fame and glory. And so it's very easy to kind of slip into that. Um, because again, they'll they'll give you all that stuff. Oh yeah, they'll give you the guns. We'll give you the the plate carriers, and we'll put you on TV and yada yada, and they'll give you money. But on the backside, you know, they're getting something out of you. There's a reason why they're giving you all that stuff because they're getting something out of you that you're not getting. But, no, you're you, know, you you are correct. All- Even as someone who is a little bit newer into the space and yourself, like you've been doing this for quite a bit longer than me. Um, Mm-hmm. I've seen, and I've, I've been slightly disappointed, but also like, oh yeah, cool, man, get the bag. Um, but slightly disappointed because there's there's guys out there who, you know, maybe they signed a contract to work with this company or or different things like that, and it's like, free guns don't pay the bills. There's, I mean, I haven't been sent a free gun yet. I've gotten some discounts just because I'm like, hey, I'm gonna make a video. What do you, you know, what's your at cost for it? And, Somehow that sometimes works. Somehow. They'll be like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. But, and at that point, I can say what I want, and maybe they'll never send me another one at a discount again. But I've already said what I needed to say, and I've already got my views, and that's helpful. But when you kept you kept your integrity, and that's yeah. the thing that is the biggest when it comes to this YouTube is your integrity, your word. Because if you're recommending people to go out and spend $500 on a Glock or $1,200 on an AR-15, they're really trusting you to actually know what you're saying and to give them something because they're buying this gun to fill that role of protecting their life. Right? Yes. And so I take that seriously. I know not everyone does, but I take that seriously um, that people are trying to really fill that role. Because um, I would hate for me to tell people to go out and get this gun. They go out and get it, and then someone says, the gun you recommended was such trash and such BS. Now all these people are dying or getting hurt because of some BS I recommended for money. And then, you know, that's going to hurt you more than anything. And now all that money you got, you ain't going to get no more because nobody's going to trust you. You didn't sold yourself out trying to get to this level. And now you didn't fell quicker than you know it took to get there. 
And so, man, man we got uh, we got some love uh, in the comments from for you, bro. Yeah, someone said nobody can ever say you and got it out the mud. Don't have don't even have to agree with everything you said, but gotta respect it. And I mean, I agree. I don't. I think there's been some things that you've said in the past that I'm just like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, but but we can sit down and have a, a respectable conversation. I don't. We, you know, we don't have to attack each other. And it's not like we we've had some major disagreement. We've really this is one of the first times we've actually talked. So um, I can appreciate that. You know, you're you're so approachable yeah. that you're you know willing to sit down and you know have a conversation and get into some things and talk talk about kind of the other side of the industry, um, specifically just as a black dude, especially a black dude with the history that you have, which for, in my experience, a lot of brands get, get, get kind of crazy. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, we don't want that kind of drama. We don't want certain members of our customer base yeah. to freak out. And I've had other brands that I've, I've actually worked with who, you know, I, I asked them straight up. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, you know what I talk about. You, you know, people can easily find some of these conversations and, and try to paint some picture. You sure this is what you want? And they're like, yeah, like this. We want to be part of growing the Second Amendment community in the way that it's supposed to grow. Mm -hmm. Like we think this is a positive across the board, especially, you know, if you're you know, being kind of a good example, right? Um, and not in some like coonish way, but a good example in the sense that we're, we're putting out good information, we're promoting things that actually work, you know, according to our use case. And, you know, mm -hmm. that, to me, that is the, a, a good sign. And it's unfortunate that that conversation even needs to happen at some point, but, you know, I can appreciate uh, your two cents on, on that. Um, yeah, I definitely appreciate a lot of these comments. Um, Man, thank you, um, guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> um, one guy said, I handcuffed myself with CZ. Man, are CZs all that in a bag of chips? Because I know, I know you, still, you still run Glock. Yeah. Oh, no, I have a CZ too. Um, Glock and CZ are my two preferred. Yeah. So. But I, I would say I, the grip angle. Low bore axis. Com completely different. Low bore axis. That, that's again. That's the main reason why I like Glock and CZ is that low bore access, so yeah. it sits low in your hand. It's not so top heavy like a Sig. Um, and it's flatter recoil, um, at least at least to me. The recoil uh, impulse feels flatter. And Man. so, you need to shoot the. I just uh, like those two guns. Uh, and then, really, with CZ, with Glock, it's the for being reliable. You know, Glock. Lock on your hip, you know, you're good to go. With CZ, it's like the craftsmanship and the beauty of yeah. the gun. Because um, all CZ's guns just like, they just look good. Yeah. I mean, so, you're not those lying. Those are mine too. I'm not to say what. other ones aren't bad. Like, I just did a video. You just did a video? Oh, no, I, saying, I just did a video where we went down to uh, the gun gallery in Jacksonville because we have demos, uh, companies that come by. So it was Sig Sawyer, Springfield, and Surefire. So we got to shoot um, some of the Sig uh, Sawyer P320s, uh, like they're nice ones, uh, right? Like they're real nice ones, uh, and like they're 226 uh, single action only. Oh yeah. We got to shoot their Sig Spear rifles and 308 and 556. You got a chance to do things like that. I just put a video. So. 
But hey, man, if you haven't shot the six speed rifles, if you haven't shot the six speed rifles, those things are nice. That I, no, I haven't yet. Like, how is it? Like, now, was it? Was it? Yeah, it feels like uh, it feels like a five five with just a little extra kick. You're kidding. And that five five six rifle just feels just so nice coming straight back in the shoulder. Those, those two, those rifles are nice. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I just got a chance to shoot um, in a, a 308 AR. It was, it was interesting. Like it, it was soft shooting, although it it did it did hit. Um, who who made it? Was it LMT? I don't, I gotta look over the footage. I just shot it like two days ago, but it was different. Like it it you know it it moves, but it didn't it didn't feel bad. I, I'll just say that. Um, kind of going into. Um, I want to, I want to ask you a little bit about, um, kind of where, where do you want to go from here? Like where, where do you think you can take the company? Where do you want to go as an influencer, as a person? You trying to get, you trying to lock it down? You trying to get some kids, bro? Like what's happening? All right. So where I would like to go from here is, you know, one, I like building skills. So getting better with the YouTube channel and my videography, um, how I put out my videos, that's more what I want to do. Um, I'm not getting away from product reviews. It's just, there's so many products and so many companies. And, you know, now there's so many black gun channels doing this stuff that is like, all right, this, the, the lane's getting crowded. Right. And I don't like crowded lanes. I like being in my own lane or right. And so what I don't see a lot of black people doing is focusing on training. And so that's what I want to start moving and making a more move to is putting out quality training videos that people can watch and then go to the range and use. Uh, because again, like I said, there's just so many products out, out there. Like how many, how many AR-15s from different companies do I got to review before people just, you know, just buy a reliable AR-15 and go train? Right? How many <laughs> handguns out there? You know, just find one you like, put it on your bro. hip, get a good holster, training, because that's bro. that's what's actually gonna make you deadly. It's the training, you know. Bro. So, you you you're hitting on something that um, I've kind of been mulling over in my mind. I'm like, okay, cool. I got my Obsidian Tactics, you know, upper on my uh, old lower, and it's it runs good. I really like it, and I'm gonna do the review. Let you guys know how dope this rifle really is. It's got the Knox uh, a muzzle device on it. Like it runs really nice, and you know, just y'all y'all need to go tune into Armed Atlas at Armed Atlas, my my YouTube channel, to see that when it comes out. But I'm like, okay, after that one, and there's a you know black owned rifle that I've seen it run a little bit, and I think it looks good um, from Rostic Arms, the RA15, and that that's cool. I think the idea of coming from a, a black rifle manufacturer, like I want I want to talk about that, you know, but. You know, I want. I really want to objectively say, does it hold up? Does, can we can we say another fifteen hundred dollar rifle shoots, you know, comparably? You know, even if it's like one degree, you know, difference is is it is it worth the money? Is it is the juice worth the squeeze? But you know, mm -hmm. going to some of these events, you say, oh, uh, Stag Arms has this cool looking rifle. Oh, they're just kind of pretty. I don't know what they're you know how they run. Maybe somebody's going to say you're dumb for not knowing, but I don't know how they run. Um, there's another company that has uh, integrated suppressors, and those are sweet. And we're, we're going to ask you a suppressor question in just a second uh, for all my NFA buffs out there. Um, but the reality is, is, like, 
how many AR-15 videos can I do in a year before I'm just like putting out another AR video? Like if y'all wanted to watch an AR video, there's like a billion. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, like you said, I, I think it's important that for my level of training that I, I you know, I, I don't just say, oh, bang, 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 bang. Okay, yeah, that's cool. It's a good rifle. But I say like, okay, with the training that I have regarding rifle, with, if I'm reviewing another handgun, okay, this is me for me from a practical standpoint because I'm a dad. Um, I also work in um, kind of in a, in a minimal role, private security. And does this fill some of the holes in my life that I've been, I've been needing filled by a specific tool? Like, does this hold up in any sort of duty slash concealed carry usage? Like, can, you know, coming from concealment, putting shots on target from seven to 25 yards, like what, what does that actually look like for me? And obviously that doesn't answer the questions that maybe somebody might have because it's like, okay, well, that's your level of training. That's, that's your proficiency. That's not necessarily somebody else's, but you know, it's a YouTube channel. <laughs> like it's a YouTube channel. So I don't know. What, 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 what are you, what are you looking at when it comes to applying your, your, your training in videos? Like, are, are you talking about something like that? Or do you want to like show people how to run drills uh, better? Like, what, what are you looking at? That too. Okay. It's kind of dark. Okay. Uh, that, um, again, just demonstrating, you know, I guess everyone has a rifle. Like, so you get your AR, you like, all right, so how proficient should I be about that rifle? What type of training should I be doing? What should I be focusing on with this rifle? I just want people to be proficient with their tools. And so different drills I can do to, you know, again, get you on that gun, get rounds on target, you know, reload, uh, malfunctions, things that you're going to encounter more, more than likely when operating that rifle. Now, doing some type of crazy, you know, you no, know, 15 man training drill. Wasn't you might not have somebody that many people with you. You might just be by yourself. So getting you proficient on an individual skill set level, um, stuff like that, and then we can build from there to uh, two man drills, and then maybe four man drills, and just give people a good solid foundation, and then we slowly build from there. Uh, that's what I want to start doing. Because again, I don't see many black people out there talking about training and hopefully me getting on that train of uh, talking about training gets other people. Now we have a whole bunch of black people out here providing helpful um, and knowledgeable information. So, you know, just, just help us spread out. Cause now you can go over here, look at this black guy. He's talking about this gun and whatnot. Now you look at this black guy who's talking about training and also for the women too, also helping the black women get into the market. Cause again, the, the information and the knowledge and experience that a black woman farm instructor has, not every man can just convey, you know, us men, we can only reach women to a certain extent. And so it's very important that we have those black women out there uh, helping our sisters get um, trained and armed. So, so I, I, I see like, there's a, I see there's a few questions rolling in. So I'm, I'm going to pivot right. After yeah. Yeah. I see too. Uh, and they, they're, they're, Non at the bit to ask you for for you know some okay some, uh, yeah some of your thoughts. Burt Nugget Burt Nugget was talking about how I feel about black people getting their SBRs and suppressors yeah um do it why 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 wouldn't you like especially with the suppressor you don't have to get an SBR 
But you should definitely have a suppressor. Like, you know, it's just, it just, I don't know. I just feel like every rifle should have a suppressor. I think like that helps. loud, right? That loud concussive noise. Once you shot suppressors for a while and somebody lets off like a 10 5 with a muzzle break next to you, you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> right? Uh, it is truly obnoxious. Like, it really is. <laughs> right now, my, um, my main rifle, the Obsidian Tactics 313.7 upper with the Nox, um, is really nice. Like, it's not stupid loud. Like, I can run it. It's not super gassy. It's not going to blow people off of their spot at the range. We don't really shoot it indoor too much just because that's, that's rude. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It just is. And shout out to everybody out there who is ruining my range day, shooting their grandfather's M1 Grand in the stall next to me. <laughs> get out of town right. go home yeah, I'd be mad but I'm gonna be like let me get a few rounds right and you know I tell you what the first time I ever shot like an antique gun it, I was uh, in Virginia in a little town called Lynchburg which is hilariously named my grandma was very concerned when I told her I was there and she said like what she said be careful now I'm like okay I got right. it um, and you know what, what I'm trying to get at is I was, I was really new I was at the range and some guy was just like Boom! And I was just like, what is that? He's like, you want to shoot some? And I was like, yeah, yes. sure. Yes. I'll tell you what, some people people get really weird, especially if they've never really been around like really kind, warm-hearted, like two-way guys, like, you know, white two-way guys specifically. But they can be some of the nicest people ever. Like, they'd be like, mm -hmm. come shoot all my rare ammo that costs like, you know, 50 cents a round. But that's not everything. <laughs> Right, and I see what's a green gunner says, how do, I guess I didn't put it, how do I see or like where the black two-way community is headed and what can be done better? Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, we are growing. Like, we, like, even, like, when Trump was in office, like, black gun ownership shot through the roof. I loved it. Um, you know, you have the black militia out there. Like, we, we was out there. I, I was loving that. Right? Um, now, uh, what could we be doing better? is training because like i said you don't you see a lot of black people with guns but if you go on the internet you also see a lot of videos of black people doing stuff improper with firearms mm -hmm. and hurting themselves with firearms and there's not a lot of education or training coming from black people mm -hmm. um i would i mean it's like gonna, it was out there but it's not just being promoted as much i'm gonna interject this that was probably one of the greatest critiques that i had from guys who are established in the two-way space when the question of in fact showed up it was like well they've they've had you know two or three incidents or somebody indeed or some of those guys look out of shape and somebody passed out and it's like yeah you know training would be good and then i learned that you were part of it and i was like you know i, I know it's hard to train like a nationwide movement but like I want to I want to see you do more of that training and like really getting those people like in shape. And that's that's not something you can do overnight. Like if you need to mobilize tonight, you you can't say okay, lose thirty five pounds and learn how to clear rooms tonight. But right, what, what, again, what like, was your, like, what was your look, thought process look at Ukraine. on that? I get like again with that. Like look at Ukraine. Like when they first started, they was getting their ass whooped by the Russians. But it takes time to build up. You know something into something and then again i feel like a lot of those people are civilians you know sitting on the outside looking in because in civilians minds like the military is perfect like they talk about our military is like oh you're the military you're highly disciplined you're you can take orders you're brave but people who's actually been in the military know there's a lot of dumbasses a lot of idiots 
the military fucks up a lot. A lot of people get killed by stupid shit. And that yeah. happens even in the special forces. Like the well, the the Green Rays, a couple of Green Rays went to jail for I guess uh killing a Navy SEAL. It's funny how that doesn't get talked one. about. I didn't I didn't hear that story. Yeah. Well, clearly, right? And isn't that crazy? Like how in special forces they're fucking around, getting drunk and accidentally kill somebody. But you know, also but I mean, people still represent you know the special forces. Like they they ain't hating on them. How many NDs happen in the military? How many cops have NDs? So it's like I, I literally just saw one the other that's day. That's why I blamed the SIG. They blamed the SIG. The guy's finger was clearly in the train right. yard. He shot himself. Right, and so that's why people talk about us. Like you guys had this and that. And I'm looking over at, you know, special forces fucking up, the military fucking up, the police fucking up. And so I was like, all right, what are you telling me? <laughs> like, we're, we're like, a, again, this is something that was mobilized, not necessarily overnight, but within a few weeks. Yeah. So it was like. So I, like, I appreciate you. you. Well, that's why I laugh. That's why I laugh. I don't really think about it. So it was like, yeah. all right. Well, no, I, but I really do appreciate you kind of sharing kind of your thoughts on that because. Mm -hmm a lot of those conversations don't happen with anybody who's actually, who's ever been involved in something like that in the room. And clearly, you know, if you have some, some of these guys who are really, you know, they're training hard, they take every precaution, put them in a room with a, a hundred other guys who, and I'm not, I'm not caping for, in fact, I'm, that's, that's your thing. That's we're, we're different in that regard, but put them in a room with a hundred other guys who maybe that guy learned how to shoot guns this year. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. And if you want to be a part of something like that, like there are things you can do to try to try to mitigate your, your risk, but it can't be perfect. So then you just, you hope that nothing bad happens. But like you said, and like I mentioned before, like there's a video of a guy a couple weeks ago trying to do a traffic stop, getting out of his squad car had, you know, unholstered his gun, put his finger in the trigger guard and blew a hole in his leg. He said, I've been hit. You've been hit? No, no, you, you shot yourself. You, you, you hit yourself. Stop hitting yourself. You know, there's another so, video of cops getting a shootout and they were shooting at each other. And one of the cops shot his uh, buddy. I, I believe it. Right. And so I believe it. And again, it's just, it's one of those things that if you're not experienced in that, in that world, you're not really going to know. And so, it's just one of those things that you just kind of, I I'd be like, all right, they just don't know, and I keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it doesn't really bother me too much, because like, there was someone who actually knew. Like I even had people from the other side, you know. That's the one thing people don't know. I was people from the other side who didn't like us, or you know, who were watching what's going on mm -hmm. you know, through various outlets, whether it be military and whatnot. No, maybe we'd be talking. You know, we'll talk about. It. Different for it'd be funny. It's just like that'd be funny. Like a lot of the people would be like, "Oh, you guys are so angry," and then we'll have an email conversation, and then we're like, "I like what you did out there. You know, you look good, yada yada." It'd be funny. It's just I don't know. The world's a funny mm -hmm. place sometimes. So, yeah, know. yeah. No, it it is it is interesting to see. You know that now that NFAC's not front and center, and it's kind of seems like it's kind of gone underground. There are, and I I ran into a few guys who are part of different gun clubs who have done different things that are like direct, I'm gonna use the word direct action inappropriately, but are kind of more direct action in the sense that they're interfacing with people and trying to do public good and um, running into issues where deadly force is possible. 
and it's just like, man, this this is different. This is not the normal, uh, say, quote unquote, you know, civilian American experience. So some people are going to look at it and be maybe upset. But it is interesting to see that this kind of and I, I want to say NFAC kicked it off. I don't I don't know that that's factually true, but it's interesting to see that people are taking that torch and kind of carrying it on in, in a way where it's like, OK, um, we have a we have an idea, we have a vision and it does involve our plan. Our, our mission involves us being armed appropriately and trained appropriately. And we're going to do that. And they're doing it. And I, and I love it, you know, because, again, you know, it's just what they don't, the other side, people who don't want us to prosper is yeah. what they don't want to see, is what I want to see. Because, again, like you said, like the normal civilian experience, you know, people talk about cleaning up the hood. Like, how are you going to clean mm -hmm. up the hood and then just with no risk of life? Like, these guys who are making thousands, millions of dollars in drug money in the hood, they're not just going to give up that territory easily. Yeah. So... You know, if you want to clean up the hood, fortunately, it is going to require a level of violence or being ready for a level of violence, even against your own people. Because that, not every, just again, not all skin folk. But we've seen that, right? Where so. there's guys who are posted up outside of gas stations that are known to be high crime and hurting women and children and saying, like, we're not going to have that no more. Like, whatever that looks like, if I'm in harm's way, hopefully not, but I am. Um, they're standing up and they're doing that, which is, you know, noble to say the least, right? And that didn't start out of nowhere. So I think if, if, if anyone could say anything about NFECT, I, I do think it inspired people to be public with their firearms uh, expression, you know, because it's almost like NFECT was the villain. Like if you typed in like armed black man, NFECT would show up and it would be like, man, that's, that's, that's sad that guys like me get kind of get a better shake because there's somebody like worse, quote unquote worse, right? Um, in the eyes of, of people. Right, who, we ain't kill nobody. Right. right. We the villains, we ain't kill nobody. We didn't break a single window, like none of that shit. But like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, like we, during we, during we a time that. where there were people literally like pulling people out of their storefronts and beating them to death. Like, mm -hmm. in fact, didn't do any of that. Like it, real, real deal riots and shit going on, buildings on fire. And we're just outside peacefully protesting. No one got hurt. Like all the white people out there, we ain't beat up a single one of them. Isn't that so crazy? it's like, right? So, um, but yeah, we the villain, we the bad guys. Somebody asked if you've ever heard of Rastacombs. I mentioned them recently. They're out of Michigan, I believe. Um, small no, manufacturer. Um, look, look into them. I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. Don't with me. I, I'm, I'm, a, that's I'm, why a, I'm a, I'm a hit up the owner. Yeah, I'm a hit up the owner. Again, I don't see anyone really doing this. I, I've been trying to trying to do like OWR Armament. Shout out, shout out OWR Armament. Uh, Black-owned rifle manufacturer. Really? Uh, he makes his own gun. So I went to um, the a regular meetup with a regular gun guy. Uh -huh. And so he had his That's full right. display of guns out there. Um, so this black man, you know, he makes 300 blackout, 556, 8.6 blackout, 300 blackout, if I didn't say it. Um, but yeah, OWR armament, uh, black man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I actually like one of his right now. Guys. Okay, yeah, I want to I want to get one of his thirteen nines. Um, I feel like that's the route I'm going. It's the it's the thirteen inch route. It seems to yeah. be a good little spot. That thirteen seven, thirteen nine. Yeah, I just, I literally just pulled up 
his page and I gave him a follow just so we can tap in and whether it means you get a review in it just to just to look at and maybe post on the Instagram and you just, we send it back. I don't have to keep it. I don't need your gun to, to make cool content. Um, but that said, I do like, like you said, we got to tap in with those guys and give them some promotion. Cause there's, you know, a lot of legacy brands that are out there who are kind of complacent, who aren't really pushing the, the, you know, anything forward. And it's hard to really <laughs> innovate in the two way space. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Uh, cold. But I mean, outside of that, like who's, who's really doing something a little bit different and is there a way to buy a rifle and also support people who care about the community that's that is that is huge and that's why i always recommend like obsidian tactics because i don't always say he's black owned but he, he's black owned and he cares tremendously about what we're doing here in the community um so looking i'm just trying to finish out these questions because i know you know we don't have unlimited time for the show um people going on what about suppressors what, what, you see something uh i see dj uh, hold on, let me read that. Uh, yeah, I think DJ Play Nice was saying, "What's been one of the greatest motivations for me to do what I do now?" Yeah. Um, honestly, you guys, like the support I get, like they see the comment sections, people who support me, or when I go to these meets, people who come up to me and be like, "Yo, I didn't know anything about guns until I I saw you, or I didn't think this." People who have just been motivated to do their own firearm journey because of me. Those have my, been my biggest motivators because, you know, again, doing this for six years, you know, there's a lot of obstacles and hurdles, and it does get hard. Again, I've been posting almost weekly, almost every week for six years. Like, that's dedication. Like, I, I right. look at that's, that's more dedication than me. I've, I've skipped some time. Right. So. I, I surprised myself, like, dang, I've really been doing that that long. And, yeah. But it's because, like, how many people actually, like, come up and say, you know, they love what I do. No, they stop me in public. Like I've been stopped. I've seen people in the craziest places. Like when I was driving, uh, because I still work. I ain't rich. So when I was a tow truck driver for a minute, I was driving a tow truck on the highway. I looked over and the guy driving the semi was like, "Oh, roll down his window." It's like I follow your channel, bro. <laughs> I was like, "What, bro?" I had that's people hilarious. in like, Times Square. I was in Times Square in New York with all the big screens and the TVs walking down yeah, Times, Times Square. Square. Yeah, and some dude was like, it was like, yo, lock to load. And I was like, no, nah, you got to be kidding. I didn't even have nothing locked to load. I just had to, like a tank top on. And he recognized me, and then we took a picture right then and there. I was like, I was like, no. bro. Like, in fact, in fact, really, the NFAC really showed me, like, how popular I was out there. Because so many, like, damn near majority of the, the militia out there, like, thousands of them was all, like, like that shit was wild to see hundreds and just that many people just come up to me and be like they know my channel. Like hundreds of people, like bro, I was like what? Shit? <laughs> yeah. And like even the police, even the police that was out there, like the police captains, police chiefs out there, you're coming up, shaking my hand, like first name basis. Hey Thomas, I love your channel. Locks and loads, I love what you're doing. You're very proficient. And I was just like, damn, wow. bro. Like that's, I had people cool. foreign that's countries, cool. foreign countries was hitting me up, man. Like. Foreign countries. What you what talking about? Now you gotta now you gotta say names. Like what what are you what are you talking about? Yeah, like people like like now like even on my Instagram, I got people who are Nigerian special forces over there fighting the terrorists right now who know my channel. I had people, um, from like Germany, you know, it just all kind of people that just hitting me up talking about what they were doing because 
the NFAC wasn't just American news. It was German news. It was like Spanish news. Uh, Middle East out in Japan. Like <laughs> it was huge. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It was a time to be alive. It was. It yeah. was it was a time to be alive, man. It's a great experience. That's um, that that is that is kind of kind of kind of interesting when you look back and you're like, dang, I'm I'm somehow part of history. Like, actually, like it's going to be written in a book. It's got its own Wikipedia page. I'm on you know front cover of somebody's magazine. Good, right, you bad, see all the different. pictures, like like all that, like just seeing all that. I was just like, oh, it's just it's just nice. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm just glad I could do something for my people. You know, was no helpful yeah well that's awesome i think this is probably a good place to go ahead and kind of put a pin in things please let people know how they can kind of find you follow you uh if they appreciate you what you do like your work like how can people tell All right, you make sure you guys sign up for my only fans no. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> this guy all right so uh, uh, so if you don't know how to spell the channel name this is how you spell the channel locks and load firearm reviews right and so you can find me on youtube you can find me on instagram and you can find me on facebook um i also do have a patreon if you don't mind donating and supporting the channel so we can keep doing cool stuff because cool stuff isn't free um but those two uh those three places you can find me and once you find those places i have a link to the kna website so if you're looking for firearms training we can definitely get you acclimated i ain't gonna say you're gonna start shooting like me but you'll be pretty damn close <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up man thank you so much bro i appreciate that i'll i'll probably be inviting you whenever we can find time to come talk to the patreon guys i see some of y'all in here dj play nice please tap in so we can make sure that you are invited to the cookout when we do stuff um shoot me an email and you know my guy green gunner he's he's cool um let's go ahead and sign out because we love you guys thank you so much lox Thank you for thank you for being here, bro. No, nah, thank and, you. And uh, for those who are watching live, bros, ladies, thank you so much for watching live. This was really fun. This is one of those conversations that could go any any way. You know, people can take things the wrong way. People can uh, um, not be interested in, in finding where we can you know have a conversation. You guys in the audience asking fantastic questions. Like it's been really a great time. So. Please, if you have a Facebook, because you're old like me, share the link on Facebook. If you're on Instagram, just take a screenshot, put it in your stories. In fact, in fact, do do me a solid, put it, make a post, because that's like the biggest thing you can do. Make a post, let people know where you can find this this specific interview, and if you are interested, go ahead and subscribe. Make sure, I mean, right now in the live feed, uh, DJ Play Nice posted. Thank you, DJ. Um, the link to Locks and Load. And of course, guys, he mentioned a Patreon. We have a Patreon. The Patreon guys get access to some some stuff early. We try to we try to make sure those guys are taken care of uh, when we can. And we're going to do a conversation with um, you know a couple different people. Uh, there, there's some stuff that they know that nobody else knows. Yeah, I'm not gonna, not going to say too much from here. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Wherever you are, keep it costly. Mm -hmm.